Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 169 of The Informed Catholic of 2020. So welcome aboard. Before we begin, please subscribe and share to this podcast. Uh, This would let all the podcast platforms, especially Spotify and Anchor, which I uh, distribute my my podcast through, it will let them know that you like this podcast. So please, it would be a great help. Now, um, let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Holy Mary, Queen of the Rosary, please pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Church and Terror of Demons, please pray for us. And St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Augustine, pray for us, as well as St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so I have an article here from Church Militant. Today we're going to do two articles. This first one here is the um, spiritual disease of the Catholic uh, that's going on in the Catholic Church. Unfortunately, plagues the priesthood. Um, a few months ago, there was an article on Church Militant. I never had an opportunity of doing it because there were so many articles. Uh, I concentrated mainly on the problem that's going on within the Catholic Church, such as um, the political problem, such as because we're in the election year. I focused on um, election issues. And... Um, those, of course, got good positive responses. Uh, you know, it fluctuates the numbers, basically. But uh, I focus on them because we're going through an election time and it's relevant to what's going on. Well, today we have an article from Church Militant, Sacrilege on the Sacred Altar. It's by Paul Morano, Church Militant, October 9th, 2020. Priest hires porn actress and dominatrix for sex inside the church. Yeah, well, a few months ago, there was an article on Church Militant about a Catholic priest at a college, at a Catholic college, and people were making complaints about him uh, because he would inappropriately walk up, give young women massages, um, he was, uh, very disrespectful, uh, in other matters, especially irre- uh, irreverent, such as with Holy Communion, he was sloppy and I wanted to do that article, but, you know, again, like I said, I, I focused on the political issues. Okay. So let's continue with this one. New Orleans, a Louisiana priest has been caught defiling the holy space of his church engaging in fornication with two women on the sacred 
altar. Wow. God have mercy. The Archdiocese of New Orleans announced October 1st that Father Trevis Clark, pastor of St. Peter's and St. Paul Church in Pearl River, had, has, he had been arrested and charged with obscenity. Huh. Clark and the two women were arrested September 30th after a parishioner concerned that the lights of, of the church were on late in the evening, peeked through a window and beheld the sacrilegious spectacle. He was shocked to find Father Clark half-naked with priestly garb still on with two women in corsets and high heels. They were performing sex acts with each other on the altar. Oh, boy. The witness also saw stage lighting around the trio and a mobile phone mounted on a tripod. Reportedly, Clark recorded the entire encounter. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's, you know, yeah, these things, these sinful things do happen. When you read them, you kind of like really are just overwhelmed, you know, you, you know, because of the reality of it. The witnesses, okay, we read that part. The priestly, the priest alleged, allegedly hired the women specifically to have group sex with him on the altar of, of the church. Public records indicate one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41, is a pornography film actress who works also as a dominatrix for hire. On September 29th, Dixon posted on, scan, on, on social media that she was on her way to the New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile a house of God. She actually posted that. Wow. After her release from jail, the woman involved, uh, the other woman involved, Melissa Cheng, 23, was asked for uh, for comment by local media. She responded by posting a video of a garrotting devil on social media saying, this is my official explicit, explicit statement. When asked, I don't know what that means, what, what it is, but when asked for comment on the scandal, a former seminarian professor told Church Militant on condition of un. Uh, anonymity that demonic activity inside and outside the church is more prevalent than most people realize. Repeating the words of a fellow priest, he claims that 25% of all people are to one degree or another actively infested with evil spirits, allowing the diabolical to rule their minds and hearts. <sighs> Clark 73 was ordained in 2013 and had been pastor of St. Peter and St. Paul since 2019. He also was named chaplain of Pope John Paul High School, taking over for Father Pat Weddingney, who was removed from active ministry after admitting to sexually abusing a minor. Oh boy, it just gets worse. 
Here's a, pist- a picture of Father Pat winningly. He's sitting down. He has a, a baseball jersey on and he has a baseball glove. The Archdiocese suspended Clark for ministry the day after he was arrested. Records show that he was later released from jail on a $25,000 bond. Chang from um, Alfreda, Georgia, and Dixon from Kent, Washington, posted bonds of $7,500 each. Each of them could face six months to three years in prison if convicted. Kat Walsh, a lifelong member of St. Peter and St. Paul Church, said the parishioners, especially those who have been more deeply involved in the life of the church, are deeply hurt by what has transpired. Walsh said Clark was well-liked and seemed easy to get along with. I'm upset for all of us, the parishioners of the church, uh, a woman remarked. After performing the ritual to purify and rededicate their altar to God, after its desecration, New Orleans Archbishop Gregory Amond sent a letter to parishioners at St. Peter and St. Paul on Monday informing them that as of, as of October 11th, Father Carl Shermer would be replacing Clark as their pastor. In a statement on the on the New Orleans Archdiocese website, Archbishop Amund asked Catholics to please pray for all those affected, especially the parishioners of the parishes and school communities where they have served. Church militant contacted the Archdiocese of New Orleans for comment, but received no response as of press time. Okay. All right, so... Let's um, review what we have read here. So this um, priest, Father Travis Clark, um, see a photo of him. He doesn't exactly have a great smile. It looks like he's forcing his smile, like he's almost in pain. Um, I don't know what his, his prayer life was like. I don't know what was going on in his head. I mean, the fact that he would do this inside the church, that he would um, have this, these two women there um, on the altar uh, in a, you know, in, in the house of Christ in the house of God, uh, he would do this. I don't know what his was going on in his head. I mean, was he sexually abused maybe when he was a kid? Was this sort of revenge? Um, I mean, it's it's you know it's very painful because, unfortunately, um, these things seem to be keep they keep happening over and over again. We get these sex scandals of, uh, we get these bishops, we get these clerics, we get all these men, and and it seems to be happening, and then a lot of sacrilege. Churches are being attacked. Desecration is being committed over and over again. It's disgusting and it's terrible. And sadly, um, the leadership in the church doesn't take these 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 incidents incidents seriously. There's there's just too much of it. 
I mean, here in New York, we had a priest who was robbing parishes and had a, 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 a gay porn lover living with him. Uh, he was found dead a few months ago. He was found dead. The parishioners were trying to have their case heard. Unfortunately, under the Francis pontificate that has actually gone out the window, they never had a chance to. He robbed parishes. He bought a house in New Jersey. And these things don't go away. There's going to be more instances like this, more sacrilegious behavior. What was going on in this priest's head? I don't know. You know, has anyone ever really looked into his life? I don't know. Obviously, they haven't. The fact that he was caught doing this, a parishioner looked in the window and saw this satanic thing taking place because it was satanic. And then there's reports of satanic activity going on in the area. Well, it's, um, I guess it's not a surprise. The sad problem is there is very little supernatural grace in this church, in, in, in the modern Vatican II church. I mean, in the book I'm reading, um, I'm listening to the audible, but I'll probably read chapters of the book on the podcast, uh, portions of it. I can't read the whole thing, but I will read certain portions um, as um, examples. But there is a, a very strong connection, unfortunately, with Marxist socialist ideology, uh, with Satanism. Um, it turns out there's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on. I don't know if Karl Marx was a Satanist. The book makes mention to certain things that he he believed he was being plagued by devils. And there's also other connections later on through the 19th century, earlier 20th century. Um, there's also, unfortunately, uh, a strong Marxist movement, uh, homosexual Marxist movement. Um, then there's the transgender stuff. There's so many... Um, ridiculous things that it sounds like it could be something that you would hear at some uh, conspiracy theory show, but there's more going on than we realize uh, within the political world. A lot of political people go into the occult. It's not just Hollywood people, but there's a lot of political people that dabble in the occult. Surprisingly, yes. A lot of politicians do. They may dabble with it as a joke or they really are serious. There's more things going on and there's more craziness and more wild things than any of us can ever imagine. Um, it's just unbelievable. But it also shows that maybe we need to go back to a Catholicism that is more sacred, more holy. There's not much holiness in this Vatican II church. I'm sorry. I mean, yes, there are holy people, 
but the environment and the practice and the behavior of our leaders. A lot of the stuff we've lost because they were embarrassed. Uh, the church has been Protestantized. But also at the same time, we've lost something that protected the church. The, the, the grace that protected the church has been taken away. I don't know how many of these guys, how many more men like him are in there. And obviously he's not going to be the last. We're probably going to hear more. I mean, I remember a story, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Bob, uh, Barbara, she told me uh, a, <laughs> a priest uh, in her parish didn't um, f put boxes of stuff in a confessional. So nobody could go, uh, he, does, he would make an excuse not to use the confessional and there would be no confessions, you know, and he had a pet dog that he allowed to walk around the parish and the dog, um, well, he let the dog do whatever it wanted to do. Let's put it that way. This is what I remember from the story. And they had to make a complaint to the bishop or to someone senior or someone who was above him. Came, and, and people complained that the, about the confessional. Came by and checked it out for himself and saw that the confessional was filled with all these boxes that didn't have to be there. And supposedly he threw all the boxes out and then told the priest to get rid of the dog. He was very angry, the priest, that is, because he was forced to do this. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of this kind of stuff that goes around. And a lot of the, the you know, sort of like the sideline of all the sacred things we believe in, because these men who become priests probably never believed it in the beginning. All right, let's go to the next article, which I think will be interesting. All right, this next article is again from Church Militant, Stolen Inheritance. It's a commentary by Rodney Palater, Church Militant, October 9th, 2020. Uh, bishops uh, bishops who, who robbed the faithful. We all know Catholics who have walked away from the faith, but whether it's because they were they are scandalized at sex abuse crisis, think church teachings on sexuality is outdated and backwards, or any number of other reasons, it's the bishops who bear the responsibility. Fifty years, zealous seminaries, seminarians, especially those who have manifested a love for the church's constant teaching, called for a reverent mass with no innovations, demonstrated a devotion to the rosary and acknowledged the reality of sin and hell, have been sidelined and even kicked out of seminary for being too rigid. Huh. You have been forced to interact with other good seminarians in the shadows and to be careful to not question their teachers who espouse the heretical teachings of modernist theologians. Hmm. Some good priests have successfully navigated the process. Many worldly men have sprinted through, receiving tenure at posh parishes 
where they do little more than serve as administrators, careful to not make waves by preaching homilies that discuss divorce, contraception, abortion, feminism, or LGBT ideology. On social media, Orthodox Catholics defend the faith, not so much against Protestants and non-Catholics, but against people who believe themselves to be Catholic, while picking and choosing the, doc- the doctrines they like. How many times have you seen have you seen expressed that I've been going to Catholic school for sixteen years and I never heard any of that any of that? <laughs> Of course, it's often the students of Jesuit education who say that. Once more, the Jesuits come to the spotlight. But all of this mischief has happened because bishops have allowed it to happen. It's happened on the watch of the bishops ordained in the 1940s and 50s who studied their theology in Latin and had to defend their thesis in Latin to to board of theologians. Subsequent bishops had been in seminaries that had that held coming out parties of homosexuals and seminarians. Read Goodbye Good Men, how liberal how liberals brought corruption into the Catholic Church by Michael Rose, and it will give you a whole new understanding of how we became so thoroughly debased. Well this I've heard uh, it's nothing new. Um, it's you know, it's nothing new. I've heard this before. I've heard this stuff before. And uh, the book "Goodbye, Good Men." I never got my hands on it. Uh, I think I'm going to have to. But I saw this. I saw this when I came into the Catholic Church. I got very confused. I got quite confused about a lot of things about what was going on. I remember when the Boston scandals broke out, I was shocked by it. I was embarrassed. A lot of people threw it in my face. A lot of people, a lot of Catholics were very hurt and very embarrassed by the whole thing. They were shocked of, of the extensiveness. But this was something that was going on for years. And and scandal, I think once you navigate yourself through the scandals and you understand, you separate the scandals in the faith from the faith. And then you have to separate the church from the church, separate the supernatural church from the earthly uh, establishment or or institutional church, the corporate church on earth. Um, You have to separate um, the sacredness of the priesthood from the corporate's priesthood. We need the, the 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 priesthood that you see around, you know, like these institutionalized priesthood. There's the church is more than just its earthly body. Yes, Christ did establish a, a church a church on earth on Saint Peter and the apostles. But he, you know, we have to remember. There's, the church with a small c which I'll, I'll use the term small c, this is the corporate part of the church. Uh, and then there is the church, which is with its mission to save souls, to save people, to save uh, the, uh, the mankind. Its mission is to bring the gospel. And that's something we have to learn to tell the difference from. You know, there's, yes, 
the corporate priesthood. And then there's the priesthood, which is its mission is to save souls, to uh, administer the sacraments. You know, the, the business side of it, which oh, we, we, we get disgusted by, the corporate side of it, which we get disgusted by, uh, its earthly side, which we get disgusted with, is separate from the, 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 the sacramental, the grace mission side of it, which I'll call, I'll use the word grace mission. Its mission is to bring grace and save souls. The true priests, the, the ones like, like men like Father James Altman, men like Archbishop Vigano, men like um, Cardinal Burke, men like Fulton Sheen, who believe in bringing the gospel. Women and sisters or religious people like Sister Deidre Burns, who was a dot, you know, one who spoke at the RNC convention. Women like Mother Miriam, you know, uh, and, and, you know, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, you know, good, holy people who believe in the mission of the church, who believe in the sacredness of the church. These are the real people. Not like the business side of it, not like people like Pope Francis, who, who looks at the church only from a human perspective, not men like, um, you know, like you see these like Dolan and all the others who don't, who don't bring, you know, who don't consider, not concerned about the holiness, who are not concerned about preaching the truth, who have a very business aspect of the whole thing, you know, true believers of the faith, you know, the wheat from the tares, the wheat from the thorns, not like people like you see, like uh, Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi. Those people don't believe in the true sacredness of the church. So you have to separate it. You have to separate it. You know, yes, everyone is in the church. The wheat and the tares are in the church. The thorns and the thistles are in the church. You know, and that's, you know, this is something we have to deal with. Only Christ will separate them in the end. And sometimes we will know them by the fruit that they bear and by the, the lack of fruit that they bear. That's a fact we have to deal with. And then unfortunately, you're going to get incidents like that horrible sacrilegious incident, which I just did in the other segment, the, the horrible incident like this, and you're going to get sex scandals. You're going to get unfortunate people like Bernardine and, and McCarrick, you know, these demonic elements in the church, these scandalous elements, which will scandalize people and some will stop being Catholic. And if it's that easy and that simple, and I know I wanted to quit being Catholic at one time, but you're going to keep getting scandal and you can't, and it's hard to go to not to walk away from Christ. I mean, yeah, someone like, um, Vice President Mike Pence, who was a former Catholic, left the faith. But he's still a Catholic. He's just not a practicing Catholic. He's he he's become a Protestant. And then they say people like Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, is actually more Catholic than the bishops. And this is something we're going to have to realize. We have to learn to to see each other all as Christian. And to realize, yes, unfortunately, there are some separated brethren that behave far better Christian 
than than who people who claim to be Catholic. Well, you know, this is a stuff we're going to have to deal with. Anyway, I'm glad I did this episode with you guys. Um, it's something to think about. So I'm going to leave it here. And uh, we'll come back again soon. So God bless and please pray your rosary. And remember me in your prayers. And um, subscribe, share, let people know. And uh, we'll get back together again soon. God bless.